Hello, friends and folks, and welcome to a new show here on Scanline Media. I am Six Datmar. And I'm Jennifer Uncle. I'm Jackson Tyler. And I'm M. Marco. And we're here to read a book. Um, and you're allowed to be here as well. We were we are permitting you <laughs> access to our secret book club. Because we're reading Romance of the Three Kingdoms. That's right. Uh, so as as you know, M, I believe you will have more perspective on this, but as far as far as I'm considered, this is Jackson's fault. This is definitely my fault. Um it's also uh, just the fault of people in general. It's the fault of who, who are the people that make three um, uh, Total War? Because they also brought pe- back people caring about Three Kingdoms this year. But this started <laughs> completely accidentally by me looking on the Dynasty Wars Reddit one day in February uh, <laughs> and looking at a question going, uh, who here has read the Three Kingdoms book and finding that very cute? But then I was like, what if I read the Three Kingdoms book, person who has never played a Dynasty Warriors game? Um, and here we are. But I've I've started it. I got uh, a few chapters in. I've, further than we got today, I think I got about twenty chapters in. Um, but then I, I, you know, fell off it because it's eight hundred thousand words long, uh, and it's just hard to keep the momentum up. And then we thought, hey, why not do a podcast? I would blame I would blame Yoshiyuki Tomino uh, because <laughs> he created a show called Mobile Suit Gundam, and in about five years is going to be an SD Gundam show, which are the Chibi Gundams, that's based on Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and I need the context for my Gundam podcast to know what Three Kingdoms mm. is, so I can tell you that when they make the Zaku into uh, like Lord Guan, that it's a mistake, uh, and that it definitely should be the gun cannon. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> I I am here because I was reading Twitter one day and Jackson kept posting pictures of Romance of the Three Kingdoms text and there was a text blurb of uh, Cao Cao with his aide being like, I'm dead, leave me, we die together, and his aide being like, my lord, you're being super dumb right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my favorite My favorite one of the like things I posted to Twitter. We'll get to the, my favorite one of those later down the line, but if anyone's forgotten it, I hope you can discover it in a few weeks. Cause there's I have one... no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> oh, there's, there's one bit that happens later on and like I said, I've only got, in the scheme of the book, I have not got that far, so I'm not exactly ahead, but there's some good shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this this is a good book. Um, so we are reading the uh, the unabridged version, uh, yes. Three Kingdoms. Uh, uh, Luo Guanchong is the original attribution. Our translation is done by Moss Roberts. Yes. Which is in two very large volumes that I guess you can link in the description. Uh, they're kind of expensive. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like thirty-five bucks was this first volume yep. for for me and Jen. It's gone. It's gone up a little. It was like thirty when I bought it. <laughs> yeah, they were not this much when I bought them. I didn't realize I accidentally got in under the Three Kingdoms wire in February, <laughs> but I definitely did. <laughs> yeah, it's basically about the same. Uh, it's about the same size and even construction that you'd expect from a. Uh, I majored in uh, English in college, and we had several books that were about this size that we were studying from, so... Yeah, this is a University of California Press, which is why it's expensive and why it's big. Uh, you could kill someone with these volumes. There is a more recent translation um, that came out last year, but that is unfortunately abridged. Mm. Uh, this is this is the problem. We should... So Jen and I had a journey. Jen had the greatest journey. <laughs> Jen had the incredible journey. Yes. Um, 
Because, so you were reading it and we we're like, okay, that's great. We should, you know, and I, I ran a poll for our, our patrons being like, hey, should we do, we do our, you know, our, our, is it anime episodes, which is a spin, uh, like side episodes on Oops All Anime, where we're like, we're going to apply this show's format to things that are clearly not anime. Um, and we're like, what if we did it on Romance to Three Kingdoms? And we're like, we'll just, we'll read some of it, you know? And we're like, we're not going to finish it, but we'll read some. No, you're not. So we ordered the, so I ordered the books, and I was like, great, this has got a collection of four books. Perfect. This actually doesn't seem that bad. Like, this is long, but, like, I can handle this. And I was like, Jen, you should order it. Um, and Jen was like, ah, this is in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the link you sent me, I was like, okay, it says original Chinese version next to it. Does that mean anything? And you were like, no, that's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did, you know, it's based, you know, listen, listen. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we'll order you another copy. Um, and then, so you got the same one that I did, um, and then we were like, okay, well, let's we we put this off for a long time, and it's like, okay, let's get let's get Jackson, let's do an episode of this with Jackson. Or we're like, okay, Jackson, just read the first book, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, excuse me. And then he said, well, we've got four books, and I said, okay, well, I'll probably have to read a quarter, which will be about two hundred fifty thousand words. And you were like, what the hell? That's <laughs> a very long novel, uh, and I'm like, yeah, and realized that you had uh, bought the abridged uh, Master Roberts copy, uh, which is in four uh, much smaller, much bigger prints, and also with some more illustrations volumes. And doesn't, like, doesn't say abridged anywhere on the Amazon page or on them. Yeah, well, so these came out before the uh, unabridged version was ever available. Um, Sure. This was Master Roberts' first translation, and later he got, he was allowed to do... Uh, this much longer one, which is just in basically academic textbooks, because who else would read the unabridged romance of the Three Kingdoms? <sighs> so that that was the scanline journey. I assume on on y'all side, you just bought the right book. Well, Jackson told me to get this one because uh, it's the big unabridged one, and that's just who I am, uh, someone who used to be an English major in another life. Um, and then I read a chapter and a half and sat on it for like a couple months. And then I was literally just going like, I really need to read this. I need someone to keep me accountable. And Jackson was like, well, I have an idea. Uh, Six has been kicking around this podcast for a while and I'm kind of busy, but maybe you could do it. And I was like, well, okay. And it ended up with all of us doing it, I guess. Here we are. <laughs> Uh, yep. Oh yeah, because that was also before we figured out the unabridged thing. Yes. Because because Jackson was like, I cannot read this entire book. You're out of your mind. And I was like, Okay, well, you uh, M has more time. M, why don't you read this entire book? And you were also like, You're being real stupid. The right now. the <laughs> villainy that is Jackson saying that I have more time uh, to anyone <laughs> ever in the history of <laughs> that's things. Not, that's not exactly how it went down. I'm not going to reveal <laughs> some yeah, of the be, behind the scenes messages that were sent but that's not yeah i, I, I object to that framing <laughs> okay sorry i it should have it should have been more like like jackson was like uh m is enthusiastic enough to try and make this work that is true because i have no sense of self-preservation and when it came <laughs> when i said time this was when it was originally just going to be the one week doing the one because it was in the middle of stuff i was very behind on um, mm-hmm. And now we're, we're through that, and it's just a regular uh, three, maybe two chapters a week. We'll see if we change it down the line. We it will take about a year, one way or another. Yes. Because uh, the, the shorter we do the readings, the longer the podcast takes. <laughs> um, but 
Uh, yeah, my journey was a little a little more um, detailed because it was me trying very, very hard to find a version of the unabridged Moss Roberts translation that I could read on my Kindle. Um, mm. But there's no there's no EPUB download of of this. You can only get EPUBs of the new abridged translations um, or the really old, uh, like the one uh, from the twenties, uh, the mm. Britt Taylor one. Yeah, um, and buying these novels online in general is kind of a nightmare because Amazon has become a terrible place to buy anything, especially yeah. if they're older books, because that means that uh, the rights are up in the air and people market their own version with the same title, and it can even be under a similar or identical-looking listing. So depending on how you spin things, you could get a version that's a 20-page comic. You could get a version that... Uh, has a bunch of typos in it. And, why didn't uh, Why didn't we cover the twenty page comic? We could be in and out in like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, a twenty page. Co- what do they? What would they do in the twenty? Like, would one of the pages be like spoilers? So don't Dong tell Zhuo me. Don't thing. tell me. Don't tell me. I don't know what I said, happens. <laughs> I just said Dong Zhuo was a thing. Okay, you know that. <laughs> uh, I know that historical spoilers are ridiculous, but I legitimately don't really know what happens in this book. I would like to find out. Someone loses an eye at some point. This is beautiful because uh, uh, M's taking what is normally my position. Um, I've already found out things that I don't want to know. I got spoiled on a historical text by fucking Wikipedia just telling you facts about the world. And I felt like an idiot. I felt like an idiot. Um, yeah, there's... <laughs> There was one point where I was on Twitter and I was much, I was throwing a basically one of those things where it'd be like it'd be funny if this book ended this way and six was like have you ever studied history at all no <laughs> none of us have and that's why we've started a podcast uh, yeah I I have gone I guess the deepest on this because I was like I mean because I had I feel like the same perspective of I mean this is a history I can't really spoil it. Um, so I looked some things up, I've played, uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, and, like, one of the opening cutscenes for the characters was like, and of course it's gonna go like this for you, and you're like, oh, okay, that's good to know. Um, and also I saw a gif of basically, like, the territory shifting over this period, which is fascinating. Yep. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes over the course of the book. Um, I'm doing my best to be, you know... To try to try to take because it's unreasonable to ask the internet to care about <laughs> not telling me things that happened in real life two millenniums ago. Uh, so you yeah. know, we'll see how this goes. Another um, thing I should mention off the bat is uh, my first exposure to Three Kingdoms media was playing a ton of Dynasty Warriors Three Extreme as a kid, and uh, excuse me, Extreme Legends. Oh, Extreme Legends. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and. Uh, the thing about that is the English dub. They <laughs> they called characters. They pronounced it incorrectly. So I went uh, at least a decade plus thinking that Sao Sao's name was Cow Cow because that's how they pronounced it in the in this game published by Koei Tecmo. Um, my thing is I, like I haven't, I don't have any exposure to Three Kingdom stuff, but every like Chinese piece of piece of literature or media that I've had. I think it's weird that these don't have, like, the tonal designators. Uh, so, I, all, like, all the pronunciation is kind of up in the air. Even if we're getting the consonants right, all of the vowels are mm-hmm. a best guess at most. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've listened to them said, and I've, I've heard, you know, I've heard 
the the big man with the spear be have his have his name said so i've heard i've heard lubu i've heard lubu i've heard you know i've heard some variation on that so we're gonna do our best yeah um and if we get it wrong we'll we'll work on it i think we'll get better at pronouncing these names yes. as we go along. we will get that's better as we go we have like a website that's a really good resource that like um goes through different pronunciations of all the like different chinese letters uh, yes, but, but it also asks you every time which uh, which vowel sound you need of the four, and we yep. don't have that information. <laughs> we just don't know. Um, so we'll be doing our best. Uh, feel free to tell us. Um, yeah. You know, can write in and tell us. Uh, but that's that's uh, I guess a lot of table setting. Mm-hmm. So today we're being going to be discussing the first three chapters. Uh, first chapter uh, three: Bold Spirits Plight. Mutual faith in the Peach Garden. Heroes and champions win first honors fighting the Yellow Scarves. Uh, I guess I should just read the other two chapter no. titles. Are we going to do it that way or are we going to do them each chapter at a time? Um, I put a vote for chapter at a time because... That makes more sense. This, you know, that makes more sense. The way events yeah. spread out is they're pretty, um, you know, pretty uh, separate. Oh yeah, this is an oral tradition, so it's literally we're doing episodes of an anime. Like this might as well just be Gundam. <laughs> uh, I mean, every single Kingdom one, time. Everyone's <laughs> every single one ends uh, on a read like, on Death Note cliffhanger. Yes, <laughs> it's it's so much. Just every time, it's, and I, I also it reminds me of when I used to write fan fiction. Yes, yes. Because I learned I learned to do cliffhangers. Right, I was like, oh, this is the way you engage people: is you write these cliffhangers, and then within like two sentences of the next chapter, you've immediately resolved. Them. And the answer, one hundred percent of the time, is that's nah, fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Will the world end here and now? Nah. No, everything's okay. We're good. <laughs> yes. Um, so the first chapter um, is just mostly about the fight with uh, between the uh, not necessarily the last, but the the end of like the Han Dynasty uh, fighting the Yellow Scarf Rebellion. You may have heard of this in Dynasty Warriors as the Yellow Turban Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, we we table set with uh, Emperor Ling, who is controlled by ten regular attendants, who are eunuchs that rule the court from the shadows. <laughs> Which is why the rebellion happens, because they're like, "This is bad." Uh, yeah. No these these eunuchs they they suck. It's supposed yeah. to have a very good view of eunuchs. It reminds me a lot of uh, I, I watched a ton of Game of Thrones when that was out. It was like, oh yeah, I guess fiction just sees eunuchs this way. Um, it, it makes me want to read up a little more on like the actual history of like Unix as a thing, um, mm-hmm. because I understand like in 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 this like very early on they are a stand-in for corruption, um, and I assume the reason that like Unix are standing for corruption is without children, like they they are seeking power for their own sake. There is no legacy there, no like forward thinking, and that is why they are portrayed as so like uh, opportunistic and cowardly. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense and lines up with the thing I know, but I do want to like know more culturally uh, the signifiers that work there. Yeah, I mean, I th- I feel like there is some like implication that it's like only Unix can have this specific specific type of role because it's like they are, you know, they're not going to be building for their houses. I think there's like this idea in the system that it's like no, because they're Unix, they will have they will lack a certain type of ambition. But then it turns out it creates a different sort. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the the corruption of the of the ten eunuchs causes the the yellow scarf rebellion here, the uprising, and um, yeah, because there's uh there's this there's this there's this real cool dude. Uh, oh boy, I didn't look up this name. Oh dear. Uh, Jung Jul. Yeah, the the, the three the three brothers who run the Yellow Scar Rebellion are Zhang Zhu, Zhang Bao, and uh, Zhang Ling, uh, Liang, and they're all the generals of heaven, earth, and men, and they each have their armies and tear ass through China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're they're you know they 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 learned you know Liu uh, learned the essential arts for the new millennium from a, from a sage in the mountains, and he's like, okay, well now I'm just like I I'm a I'm a incredible leader and sorcerer and now it's time to take this and and become become the new emperor uh calling someone the master of the millennium in ancient china is actually the coolest thing that's ever happened <laughs> the coolest thing ever. Sick. sick as yeah. hell uh, i like how the book begins because so it begins with like a um i forget the exact phrase i'm actually gonna go look up the exact phrasing but it's um uh it's like uh, uh in ta- in like in times of stability, the empire must fall. In times of chaos, the empire must rebuild. Like this happens all the time. Things will like, like structures will form, structures will fall. Uh, so it is through history. Um, and it presents the like yellow scarf rebellion as this kind of just inevitable force. Right, they're not really characterized in their motivations. It spends much more time um, dealing with like the eunuchs and the sense of purposeless within um the the han emperors themselves um because mm-hmm. it's I all can... about oh go ahead what? keep going keep going yes. are you telling me i'm wrong no i was about to read the line that you were asking oh yes for. no please do yes please do uh the book opens in chapter one with here begins our tale the empire long divided must unite long united must divide thus the it coolest, has ever been the coolest opening line in the world that's so yes. good and it's even it's one of those like it's used in uh, in like the you know like the like, prologue and stuff to be like hey look this is these are examples of other people doing this intro and they suck at it <laughs> this is such a better translation yeah <laughs> yeah the the translation yeah. of this line is not as good in the other other versions uh, yeah uh, and so yeah it presents the the yellow scarf as like a just a force that is going to emerge out of the incompetence and corruption of the um of like this the state at this point right like mm-hmm. at some point this is going to happen you're going to fall apart uh and the the yellow scarves the representation of that because um it's not really about like you know um they are dealt with pretty summarily uh in this early goings uh but the, the empire does not return to stability <laughs> after they are dealt with <laughs> Yeah, and it's an interesting thing, whereas, like, I mean, you know, I also played some Dynasty Warriors, and I was generally aware of the <laughs> Yellow Turban Rebellion as a concept, um, and I was like, oh, you know, just some, just some fucking troublemakers, you know, just some assholes, whatever, and it's like, oh, it's the commoners, it's the people. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> how <laughs> uh, I feel about that now yep. to, so to kick the plot down the road a little bit the yellow scarf rebellions uh going around invading China trying to I guess liberate it uh and uh, Zhang Zhu invades uh the Yozhou district and the governor Liu, uh, Liu Yan calls for aid and who answers but three super cops who are not yet <laughs> the cops that I'm sure they will become meet the cops who can't be stopped 
Uh, so we have our uh, ostensibly, I assume, the main character who is Lupe, who our book calls by uh, his courtesy name, uh, Juan Day, the entire time. So that's what we will be using. Yes. Which I know is confusing because we all know him from Dynasty Warriors, but uh, the book does not me. Call him not me. Day. I'm free of this. Uh, he's 28. Uh, the book explicitly says he is here to find the best and brightest and be friends with them. So he is here to make friends. Um, and uh, he, they give his whole history of like he's from a noble family that fell on hard times. And then he was raised by some nobleman like to escape his means. And he's like studied and is sensitive and thoughtful, which just means mm-hmm. that he's going to be a real nice guy as he stabs you in the back for honor he's, reasons. He's such like the most hilariously perfect OC. Because I mean, I know he's a real historical figure, but like there's a reason this book is about this guy um, as the central like heroic ideal because so he has a connection to the um like han dynasty he has he's like the great great grandson of an emperor like i think is think is what it said four generations down mm-hmm. the line um and then got slightly estranged from the family so he's he's got the imperial blood he's got like actual righteousness and he isn't just a dirty commoner but did grow up poor and impoverished and in tragic situations so it has none of the like you know uh position uh and um what's the word just like life of luxury that you would have if you actually of means right uh but he still has he still has that that pride built in because as a kid he was going around being like oh when i'm emperor this is what's gonna happen so he's basically naruto (laughs) (laughs) yeah but if naruto like read a lot of books and thought that he could nice guy his way up instead of being a shonen protagonist i hate him so much (laughs) he's basically harry potter (laughs) i really hate this guy uh I love him. I, lo- I love the shitty, <laughs> shitty guy. He sucks so much. Well, next chapter is the true... There's a moment next chapter, which is when I was reading it the first time, I knew, yes, this book rules. This guy uh, sucks. So, so he looks at the notice calling for heroes to defeat the Yellow Scars. He's like, oh, the kingdom's really on hard times. And the guy from behind him, this big farmer comes up and says, what are you pouting about, uh, you fancy lad? Shut up. And this is <laughs> Zhang Fei. Uh, the best man. Yeah. Who is, who is just here uh, to, like, I guess do the right thing, but mostly seemingly to get in as many fights as possible. I seek to befriend men of bold spirit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and uh. these two become fast friends and go drinking. And at the bar, they meet the the third hero, Guan Yu, uh, who the book refers to as Lord Guan, uh, who is just described as an enormous man with a big fuck off beard and uh, notable as someone who like gained notoriety by killing a bully when he was young. He seems cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the first character. It, this is something that appears as a visual metaphor a few times, but it's the first one we hear about having. Uh, the The beard is several foot long, and his eyes are described as being like silkworms in terms of thickness. Yep. Eyebrows. Eyebrows. Not his eyes. Eyebrows, yes, eyebrows. <laughs> I was like, I had a moment of like, what does that even mean? Oh, well, you see, he's a really disgusting Jinji Ito character. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. So the three of these become like, they're like, listen, we need to go. We're going to become sworn brothers. We're going to, you know, we're going to do everything together. We're going to die on the same day. And we're we're going to be united in purpose to, to bring harmony to this land. Yeah. 
Um, and they and they go make that pledge, and they start gathering up their forces. Yeah, uh, they and it says in the book that they do this just through like the power of their hospitality. They win horses and men because they're just that cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they run into people who were basically turned around by the yellow scarves uh, when they were trying to sell horses, and through the people not only give them their horses, they also give this trio a gigantic amount of gold that they use to buy supplies and uh, outfit themselves as a full-on army. Man, those starter quests are really generous in this one. Amaro's reading this like, this is more like it. Why the fuck? <laughs> Uh, so all of our heroes go into battle. The first battle, it's described what all what three of them do. Uh, Zhang Fei spears the commander. Lord Guan cuts a man in two, and then Zhuan Dei has a great plan to create a trap to get everyone as they flee and capture them all or kill them all, mm-hmm. which basically yeah. sets the tenor of this trio. I feel like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're ah uh, they're perfect. It's great. Um, uh. I love I love these three. I hate one of them, but as a three, I love them. Um, and so they're they're going around. They're fighting all these battles to to contain the rebels. You know, going from like basically going from like different groups of commander to commander. Yes, just you know, p- chasing wherever the fight is, um, pursuing honor. Because the point is, they don't have any. They were just three random guys like who <laughs> met in a bar. Uh, so they don't have like a banner or a reputation or standing as of yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, while they're getting this done and uh, gaining notoriety, uh, the other Yellow Scarf Rebellion leaders are having a camp. Uh, their camp's attacked in the night by someone else who is rapidly rising to the ranks, and that is Sao Sao. Uh, yeah. <laughs> notable for being a schemer and lover of parties. There's this uh, anecdote that they tell about how he lied when his uncle was like, you're a shit heel. Uh, he just <laughs> made up that his uncle struck him and uh, disgraced the uncle and just seems, I wrote down in my notes all around motherfucker because this guy, <laughs> he was foretold that if it was a time of, a time of peace, he would have become a great statesman, but in a time of chaos, he would become a villain. Uh, and he was like, hell yeah. He was like, what if I could be both? <laughs> yeah, just lead one into the other. Yeah, and then like also, yeah, he he became like he got he got his his authority by being like a super cop again. Cops are very popular these days. Um cuz he he got his office and he was like, I'm going to be I'm going to be captain of the guard around here. And then, like, the um, the uncle of a eunuch was walking around with the sword, so he just took one of the bludgeons from off of the city gates and beat the hell out of him with it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, the, uh, the first real anecdote of this story, once everyone's introduced, is they are heading towards the front to fight, uh, the three heroes here, and they find uh, Luji, who is, like, they want, they're, like, past commander who passed them ahead being captured uh, because he angered one of the court eunuchs and uh, Zhang Fei is like, we should free him, right? Like he's a stand up dude. And Zhuan Dei is like, no, uh, we need to let him stand trial. The system will figure it out. It'll cure all injustices. I believe that we need to work within the rules of law. Uh, and so they let him go uh, and be taken to the court uh, to stand trial. And then they get to the front and they meet Dong Zhou, who is uh, uh Luji's replacement, and this guy is in charge, and he sees these three rubes from the farm ride up and go, uh, nah, I'm good. I don't actually need you in my army. Uh, we're all noblemen here. Uh, please get fucked. And <laughs> Zhang Fei is like, well, I'm gonna do something about that. And then the book asks us, what do you think Zhang Fei did? 
read on. <laughs> and we hope that Zhang Fei went and sliced this dude's head off, but that's not exactly what happens. <laughs> uh, not with his cop friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so th- this stuff is where, like, the book starts actually showing its hand um, uh, and, like, getting into the stuff I'm here for, which is Juande being king cop, being looking direct at the camera and go, the system will figure it out. And I'm like, this book is a thousand years old about things that happened two thousand years ago. Nothing changes! <laughs> <laughs> you can change the future, and- Jackson. Oh, can, can I? <laughs> Jang Fei could just being the best, being like he, not having the the I don't know the courage to go with his gut and do because he always knows what the right thing is to do, but he lets the the cop talk him out. The of thing it. the thing is, Zhang Fei might have like a moral code. The problem is his response to like any slight is to start a fight immediately. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm I'm not as pro uh, Zhang Fei as everyone else here. Yeah, I, I am. Like I am also. I think Zhang Fei sucks. He's exactly the what? guy who will start a fist fight in a grocery store because someone cut in line. Like just unreasonable. Well, listen, I, there, there's a time and a place for certain attitudes. Like, if it was if it was a time of peace, I don't know that his attitude would be justified. But in a time of corruption and tyranny, I think he's a great soldier for justice. Oh, I'm sure he's only going to apply this anger to his uh, his enemies, the people who are in the wrong at all times. I'm 100% sure that he has the ideological certainty of the rightness he's doing. <laughs> Uh, I guess we should. I don't know ha- that we, I like your tone. We should probably go to chapter two, uh, which is Zhang Fei whips the government inspector. Uh, Imperial <laughs> in-law Hei Jin plots against the eunuchs. Yes. Yeah. So immediately, Zhuan uh, Dei is like, Zhang Fei, uh, you can't do this. Dong Shuo, Dong Shuo, the, co- the court says Dong Shuo is cool. You can't, you can't hurt him. <laughs> and Zhuang uh, Fei is like, I mean... You're wrong, but like, okay, I guess if both of you disagree, we can just leave. That's fine. And they do. Yeah. And there's. Oh, go ahead, Jen. I was going to say, this is a novel where any time that the court is appealed to, uh, the court tends to do the wrong thing. <laughs> like, almost immediately, because the people running the courts are all corrupt. Uh, and since uh, this all happens, and they're like, well, I guess we're not going to actually do anything. They're just sent to the front <laughs> to go attack uh, Zhang Bao. And it turns out that Zhang Bao is just a Naruto guy, because he immediately has like a Black Fog Jutsu that he yes. summons to the battlefield. And they get routed in their first battle, like, what are we going to do? And the answer is to throw a bunch of animal guts from their sacrifices into the battlefield, which will dispel the magic. And it does. Uh, only half of that is in the Dynasty Warriors games. <laughs> is, I, assume, I assume the Black Fog, ju- Black Fog Jutsu is in the games and oh, throwing guts it, at them is not. The Black Fog Jutsu is a standout part of that level. He builds it up. It's a, it's a whole thing. He's, he's casting the magic from the top of the mountain. Uh, and there's no, no pig guts or shit anywhere. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess here that what happens is you try and advance on a fort and then a cutscene triggers yeah, where this guy uh-huh. does the black fog, yes. and suddenly you can't enter that fort. That is exactly what's up. <laughs> uh. Uh, so uh shoots him once the fog's dispelled, hits him in the arm. He gets one hit on a guy, doesn't kill him, and sends him to the city of Ayang where they start a siege, uh, which is what's going on. Yes. 
Uh, and um, it's like, meanwhile, uh, Huang Fu Song, who's a character I didn't write anything down for, so he must not be that important. And Cao Cao, uh, defeated one of the other brothers and won renown. And Cao Cao got a fief and they're, they go and they're like, we're going to be part of the siege, uh, which is what they do. Mm-hmm. All the main characters hang out together and do the siege. Yep. Yeah, and uh, at some point when everyone's getting awards and everything like that for their involvement in this, uh, I- involvement in the- these battles, uh, Shwanda is uh, passed over and basically yeah. brings it up with someone being like, hey, oh, actually, I think it's one of his friends that brings it up because Shwanda is too spineless to actually bring it <laughs> up himself. <laughs> this, is, this is a big leap. Like, first of all, the um, siege dealt with uh, thanks to. Uh, Zwande's ingenuity of his tactics, battle tactics. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Zwande's tactic is to surround the city except for one obviously undefended area and let them all race out of the city and then yes. destroy them all and then take the city once everyone's dead, which he because, does and succeeds. And, he, has, uh, he has an argument with the commander uh, who is like, uh, he's like, we should just let them, sur- we should accept their surrender. Well, they, they surrender. He's like, well, you got to surrender because, you know, they're surrendering. Now we let them all live and then that's all good and they'll never betray us again. And the guy's like, you're a moron. <laughs> that's what you That's what <laughs> yes. you do when you're a liberating emperor. When like, you know, because you freed them. Uh, but when you're, when you are the cops, you have to show that you can't just uh, betray us. You get killed. You get mugged. That's what uh, being the cops means. You can't be cops and the, and the coward. And Zwande's like, I think you'll find. I extremely can. Uh, as as Zwande is a cowardly reclaiming the city uh a third party arrives to claim the credit for this great plan and that is sunjian uh who's described as a bear-like man he is a descendant of sunzu and he was notable for defeating a bunch of pirates when he was just a teen uh but he's here to say i've also helped <laughs> and get promoted over zongda who get Zongde who gets nothing yes okay now we're back now we're back to everyone getting passed over information yes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that ends up happening, and uh, I forget exactly who brings up the fact that Juanda isn't getting anything to uh, one of the uh, to one of the officials, and uh, that works its way back to the eunuchs who go, "Okay, we clearly need to." Well, before that happens, before they discuss that, they have a moment of their own where someone bolts into the capital and is like. Uh, and the person that they told previously that uh, they were passed over, they were like, okay, so you have no idea what's going on out here, Emperor, because everything is going wrong while you're <laughs> over here hanging out with your eunuchs, and the emperors, um, the emperor sends him away, and the eunuchs have this person killed, and they're like, okay, so clearly someone was annoyed that they didn't get their promotion, so... We're going to go ahead and give everyone promotions who didn't have promotions, and from there we'll follow up with them later and investigate. Well, yeah, they basically send Zwande uh, out into the sticks to be like just like a low-level official, and then like a year later, everyone who got a promotions because of the war, your promotions are annulled, you're all corrupt. <laughs> so finds himself out of a job. Yeah, and like with the, the, the dude who comes in to be like, like so... 
what Chuande does is he's he's going through and like talks. He goes up to uh, a court- courtier and is like, "Gosh, I did so many great things. It's too bad I didn't get a promotion." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that guy goes back to the emperor and is like, "All oh, your eunuchs are ruining everything." Um, which will become a trend over the rest of these chapters of people going like, "The eunuchs are really fucking this shit up," and the emperor <laughs> being like, "You're an asshole. How dare you!" <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Joande gets his his appointment as a as a an, a nobody official in the middle of nowhere, and then gets fired after he rehabs the area and makes it prosperous. And when the official comes in, Zhang Dae's like, well, I guess, what can I do? Uh, the court obviously is in the right here, as always. And <laughs> Zhang Fei is like, well, let me murder this man for you. And uh, ties him up and goes to whip him. And Zhuang Dae's like, no, this is not the way. Violence is not the answer here in war-torn China. <laughs> <laughs> Zhang Fei's eyes widened with anger. Jaw set. He slid from his saddle and went straight to the post house, broke through the guard and dashed to the rear. He saw the inspector holding formal session with a county officer bound on the ground. Plague of the people, thundered Zhang Fei. Do you know me? <laughs> Man, maybe Zhang Fei is cool. Right? He's cool as shit. He doesn't understand. He's going to turn this on uh, in a bad way at some point, but he's cool. <laughs> Um, so they John all f- Day, yeah oh, go ahead. They I, just all- one more one more line from okay, this yeah, which sure. is Jean Day is uh, like sort of being kept away from the inspector and hears the commotion and was told quote Commander Zhang Fei is beating the life out of somebody there <laughs> as he does yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back and frees the guy and is like this is not our way uh, and everyone's like it's extremely our way you're just an idiot um <laughs> And then he's like, no, it's fine. You take my goodwill to the court. We will be leaving our post uh, as you command. Uh, and we have won the moral victory <laughs> as they leave <laughs> with no money and nothing to do. Yeah. Um, and this was the moment I decided this book ruled uh, the first time. <laughs> he, he came to literally just uh, step give you a shit job then fire you and call you corrupt and you're like i must do nothing the court what can we do (laughs) so so they they have to flee and they're taken in by like someone the county over who's like oh you guys were great for the economy you just live with us until this all blows over and they do and meanwhile there's this amazing paragraph about the 10 eunuchs just doing what 10 eunuchs do um and i'm just gonna read this whole thing administration worsened and the people grumbled Ojing started an uprising in shangsha in yuyang Zhangju and shangchun rebelled Zhangju claiming the emperor and Zhangchun his marshal the court was swamped with emergency appeals from every court of the land but the ten blithely filed them away and never informed the throne <laughs> it's fine yeah. don't worry about it <laughs> uh if the emperor doesn't know that there's a rebellion there's no rebellion yeah, you get a great scene where someone's coming in and screaming at him, do you know what's going on out there? And the Emperor's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone seems super cool to me. <laughs> yeah. And then when he, the guy, uh, Leo Tao, tells him, uh, the eunuchs are like, oh, I'm sorry, this guy just hates us. It's like a political ploy to get you, uh, h- h- get this, your sympathies. Uh, we'll take care of it. And uh, they do, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. By murdering him. Yes. <laughs> Uh, most gullible emperor ever. Well, listen, there, there, there is not. There's, there are his uncles. It's just like his ten, his ten best buds. You know, 
as all these like mid-tier problems happen, uh, down at the bottom of the ladder, uh, Zhuang Dei is once again exonerated because someone vouches for him and finds himself back in a position of some power. <laughs> yep. mm, don't uh, worry, he'll probably ruin that too. Yep. Uh, the rest of the chapter is mostly about the Emperor falling ill and the plan of succession. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. because they're Introducing uh, Hei Jin, King Moron. Uh. <laughs> Look, that's a title. I mean, that's a hereditary title, but not by blood. There are a lot of morons <laughs> in this book. That's true. And one of the stupidest things you can do is say, I'm the guy now. <laughs> what? I ain't the guy... It should be me. I think if you look at the other guy, what if I was the guy? Well, yeah, there are, there are basically two uh, concubines of the emperor, uh, Empress He and uh, Lady Wong, and they both have sons. And the question is, which one is going to become the prince? <laughs> Only one of them. So uh, he is like told by the people, like the emperor is told, hey, you got to like pass over one of them and then we got to start. Like there's multiple plans going into uh, like action here and they're like coming very quickly paragraphs paragraphs like he's like i'm gonna pass over you and someone else like poisons like the empress um there's just a lot there's a lot going on yeah so the the first concubine has a son which is beyond and she's made empress and then the emperor had a second son uh with another concubine and the empress poisoned her in jealousy (laughs) uh, but then they took the child and instead of like killing the child it just raised it up um with uh the emperor's mother so of course there's going to be affection in the household for the second child and so when it comes time to pick who's going to be the heir to the throne problems arise yep Mm -hmm. uh yeah and so we get a lot of these a lot of these plots and uh and hey jin uh the the like brother-in-law of the emperor yes is like my time to shine i am gonna don't worry everybody i'm gonna figure this all out i'm gonna get a lot of advice (laughs) and i'm not gonna trust any of it it'll be great (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna listen to the algorithm uh in in the in his gathering advice only one man stands up and says uh what if we just got rid of all the eunuchs uh this of course is sao sao who has a good idea, probably for totally ambitious reasons, but uh, is not particularly listened to as ever. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about uh, people are wor- people are constantly worried. Like the eunuchs have been, have done a pretty good job up to now of uh, snuffing out anyone who even just voices a complaint about how the government's run right now. So they're they're kind of testy about actually starting a full rebellion, even though they have the numbers to do it. Yeah, and this is the big end of chapter cliffhanger. Is will anyone listen to Sal Sal? No, they will not. <laughs> no, no, no. The the empresses are too busy fighting against each other. Hajin is too busy being like like not king cop because like it's not like he's just, he doesn't he doesn't think that the system is right. He just thinks like it'll work out for me. Um, and and no. it's like it's also crucial that at this point get some sense of what Juande stands for and like what kind of person that Sao Sao is um, and those things are fleshed out but most people in this book are just going for it they're just going for the prize <laughs> and there's mm-hmm. no real like greater uh, 
you know ideological thrust to their rebellion they're like what if it was me what if there was a power vacuum and it was me uh is a lot the thought on basically everyone's minds at this point this book these two books combined to make one book is the world's most incredible money in the bank ladder match <laughs> god damn um. it <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should probably move on to the third chapter here, uh, because it opens with uh, with Sao Sao saying amazingly stupid things. Uh, chapter three is called In Wenming Garden. Uh, Dong Zhou denounces Ding Yuan with golden pearls. Li Su plies Lu Bu. Lu Bu! He's coming! Uh, and it opens with Sasa going, ah, eunuchs have been a plague since ancient times. <laughs> and then it says, because of that, uh, you know, all we need to do is get rid of the eunuchs, but we don't need the army for that. Like a single government official like me, maybe, could get rid of them. You don't have to involve anybody. And Heijin's like, that's a stupid idea. And Sasa's like, well, you don't want my help. And fucking bounces. Because <laughs> <laughs> his point is, if you just shoot them, or I mean, I guess if you just walk up to them and slit their throat. Uh, you don't have to like you don't owe anyone for your army. You don't have any like yep. um, you're not inviting any future power struggles, which will immediately happen if you all like gather together and ride on the gates and to say you're no longer in charge. Because yeah. then you have to turn to each other and go, one of us is in charge. You and only need to owe scene. one person a favor, and it might as well be me. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely won't stab you in the back. I'll stab you directly in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Dong Zhao immediately steps up into this power vacuum and is like, hell, I'll do it. And uh, he ends up uh, he, he ends up conspiring with the others to finally take out the eunuchs once and for all. Yes. Yeah, despite everyone, like literally everyone being like, like Dong Zhao is like, here, I'm going to come and I'll help. And everyone's like, Dong Zhao is the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> okay, let him do it. <laughs> yeah, he sends his message like, I'm coming to the capital. Please have a meet with me. Um, and they're like, we can't let him in. This is, He's going to fucking kill you. He's going to betray us all. Uh, and... <laughs> Like people are like, yeah, he killed my cat once. Like it gets really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now they go ahead with this because they're morons. Yeah, uh, especially Hei Jin, because this this sadly is the end of of dear Hei Jin. Yeah, so Hei Jin's uh, d- doing all this plotting in public, basically asking everyone for advice. And so he gets summoned mysteriously to the Empress's palace, who's like cozy with the uh, eunuchs, and he's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna go." And his secretary Chin Lin and Sao Sao are both like, "Don't go, that's stupid." And he's like, "Well, I'm going. I mean, what am I gonna do? I believe in the system. I need to go and appear. Like, okay, we'll take troops with you." And he's like, "Okay, I think that's unreasonable, but I'll let you bring some troops with us." And then gets the palace and leaves all the troops outside as he marches in alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the doors close around him, two assassins approach him, and he's like, oh, well, guess this is it, as they slice him in two. Yeah, he definitely gets cut in two. The book makes sure to tell you that. Yep. Yeah, searches uh, frantically for a way to escape because he's so surprised at what's happening. <laughs> what if you brought your armed guards in, you idiots? <laughs> yep. Uh, there is a great bit where they're like, everyone's just waiting and like, where is he? It's way past time he should be out now. <laughs> and they throw down his head at them. And they're like, oh, well, I guess that answers that. <laughs> it does answer that. And that kicks off the the, the, the purging of the eunuchs because every, all the all the dudes waiting outside are like, all right, so fire to the gates. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. So there's a great paragraph of them like, all right, time to purge the eunuchs. Uh, all 10 of them, by which we mean everyone uh, they're, they're like, uh they started purging the eunuchs um th- 
that's like loads of people who just happened not to have beards were killed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Meanwhile, several of the eunuchs, uh, four of them, I believe, uh, end up cap end up kidnapping the current uh, emperor and his uh, and the prince and uh, are basically dragging them along into a certain location until uh, they're interrupted midway by a different army that cuts them down. Yes. Because they're like, if, I mean, we just need this kid, and that gives us the power, even if no one else cares. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is true, which is why Dong Zhou immediately goes and rescues the kid. <laughs> yep. Uh, thus annoying everyone else when he walks back and goes, I've rescued the emperor. I'm the guy now. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm the guy. Made especially complicated by, so after all this comes, they come back and they're like, okay, great. Yeah, the emperor's here. Everything's great. Oh, no. Where's the jade seal? Where's the thing that gives the Emperor, like, Imperial authority? Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, It's like those videos of British Parliament where someone picks up the Royal Scepter and everyone freaks out. Uh, I've never seen one of those. What, like, why is it there? I I don't know. Jackson? No. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a lot of traditions. I don't know. I, I, I like. Does it have like beyond ceremony? Is there a, is no? Does it doesn't that... have any MP. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm like, I'm like. Do you like pick it up when it's your turn to speak or something? I don't know. I'm being completely ignorant right no, now. No, it just kind of stays there. But if you walk up and like pick it up, and you are definitely doing a bad. I don't know. Parliament's stupid. What do you want from me? <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not speaking from position of power. I'm from the United States. I just. I just didn't know. Yeah, it's just, you know, those objects have, like, ceremonial importance. Um, Fair, fair. Okay, I just want to make sure. Which I, you know, I presume is that the Jade Steel is like, you know, the Emperor carries it to prove they're the Emperor. Yep. Uh, Which means, I guess anyone could find it and be like, I'm the Emperor now, I got the seal. (laughs) It's the divine seal. The gods wanted me to find it, therefore it must be me. Yeah, the gods gods wanting you to find stuff is, uh, is a powerful motivator and explanation for things in this book. Yes. So uh, that's looming threat, you know. This that's that's some foreshadowing. Yeah, and like almost a day after this stuff happens, uh, Dong Zhou decides that uh, he 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 prefers a different person to be the emperor. So he, intimid- <laughs> he intimidates a bunch of uh, high-ranking officials into a banquet with him. And uh, it's, uh, yes, the the thing that he does is the dumbest power move in the world. Where he invites everyone to a huge feast, and like three hours in, where everyone's drunk, he stands up and is like, "Great, the emperor is great. Love him." Uh, and basically a divinity, uh, but also he's old and he sucks. And I think we should kill him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and people stand up and are like, uh, no, no, we don't do that to emperors. In fact, the whole thing about being an emperor is that no one does that to you. They don't even suggest <laughs> it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And Dong Zhou's like, well, uh, if you disagree with me, I'm just going to kill you. You're all drunk and I have all the men. <laughs> But then, and he's like, he's he draw like draws his sword, and he's like, those who oppose me die. And then he looks behind the guy he's talking to, and he sees a mountain with a spear, and he's like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, and there's at least one person, one other person that he threatens that someone else is like, hey, if you real quick, if you kill this person right now, you're gonna make everything go to shit. So maybe stop brandishing your sword in front of everyone who is uh decrying you right now yep 
Uh, so he wants to kill, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ding Yuan. And he goes to do that and sees that big mountain of man. And then he, he, uh, as Ding Yuan leaves, he's like, who's that big man? Uh, and he goes, well, that's his adopted son, Lu Bu. And uh, don't touch. <laughs> the line is, literally- avoid him for now, my lord. <laughs> literally, first time, he's like, who's that? That's Lu Bu. Don't pursue him. Like, <laughs> second one gives you what you want. He is the raid boss, and this is chapter three. <laughs> yeah, but then it turns out Lubu is super easy to convince. Uh, it, his loyalties are very easy to apply because uh, essentially the person who told uh, who told Dongjuo about all this is uh, Lee Su, and he's like, "No, no, don't worry, I, I got this, and uh, just give me your best horse and a few bits of gold here and there, and a jade yeah. belt." He's like, he's like, I can win him over. He's easy. And uh, he's like, oh, what, what do you need? Like some jade belt, some gold, a horse. He's like, oh, the horse. I really like the horse. He's like, is it worth getting an emperor with a horse or not? Just give me the goddamn horse. So he gets the horse, <laughs> takes a Lubu. He lays all this out for Lubu. And he's like, uh, or he goes there and he talks to Lubu. And he's like, uh, how's your father doing? And he's, uh, I talked to him last night. He's like, my father's been dead for years. He's like, oh, I thought, I thought uh, I was talking about your, you know, loyalty father uh which is uh what's his face uh why can't i get this guy's name it's, it's uh, ding yuan ding yeah. yeah uh and he's like uh, ding yuan's not my father i just work for him and he's like well it doesn't look like that to me and he's like no i'm just looking for a good position he's like well i've got just the thing for you here's this horse uh it's basically it looks like it's on fire because it's a cool red horse i got this jade belt it's pretty sick i got all this money all you gotta do is sign up with the new emperor uh at Dongzhou. and he's like well okay sounds good to me <laughs> no questions <laughs> it's, asked it's, it's fantastic because he's like like he's Lubu's like I just wish I had a, a worthy master and he's like who who would you consider the hero of our time and Lubu was present at this fucking feast but the, but the dude's like oh Dongzhuo is just such a respectful honorable dude and Lubu's like okay well the, the thing I the thing I like about this is this is basically like courting a college athlete like it's like I can't pay you uh, I can't give you the position you want but I've got this car uh, I can make sure the grades are good it'll be great all you gotta do is sign with us and he's like sure yeah whatever i'm i'm a kid and i'm huge and people like that i stab guys real well yeah lupu buys into it so wholly that he's like i'll do you one better i'm gonna go ahead and just kill lee su for you right now and then we'll just head on over to uh Zhuo's camp is that is that cool yeah <laughs> And so he goes, he goes to, he goes to, uh, he goes to Ding Yuan and he's like, ah, oh, my son, what brings you here? Let's have a nice talk. We'll have some tea. It'll be great. We'll catch up. <laughs> this seems amazing. His, his son's amazing. Ah, my son who doesn't stab me at night. So nice of you to see me. I love how often you don't stab me. Would you like to talk to me? Uh, and Lubu's like, I'm my own man. I'm here to stab my dad. <laughs> and he's like, no. Oh. <laughs> and Ding Yuan, like even as he's doing it, he's like, "I don't understand. This doesn't make sense." <laughs> <laughs> Lu Bu, the greatest, most powerful himbo in history. Yeah. So he goes, he goes, he goes to, he goes to Dong Zhou, and Dong Zhou is so like happy to have Lu Bu. He says, "To have you here to me is like rain to the part seedling," and then uh, tells him, "If you have me, I beg to honor you as a foster father." And uh, Lu Bu's like, "Yeah, new dad, great." Just uh, every time I'm going to upgrade the dad. <laughs> Just going to kill the old dad at the end of the new. Yep. Here comes the new dad, same as the old dad. And it, it, it works so well because um, 
Uh, when he kills uh, his old dad, he like just walks. He just walks out of the tent and goes, "Yo, I just stabbed this guy. So uh, anyone want to come with me? We're going to Dongzhuo's place. Uh, everyone else, peace." Um, and the next and line most is of like, the "People leave." Everyone, yeah. everyone's like, "Fuck this shit! I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! And that's where the chapter ends. What's the, what's the cliffhanger for chapter two? So, chapter so the thing is, uh, now uh, Dong Zhou with Lu Bu, he's like, "Oh, okay, we can get this done." Second banquet, time to do this again. Uh, and he stands up there with Lu Bu behind him, and he's like, "The emperor, great guy, divinity, love him. Let's kill him. He sucks." Uh, and and uh, this time, Yuan Shou, uh, who's another commandant of the army, uh, stands up and is like, "Look." There's nothing wrong with this emperor. Like, maybe we don't like him. Maybe he's not great. But he's kind of new to the throne. Uh, he doesn't seem to be sick. He doesn't seem to be doing anything that's particularly outrageous. Uh, we can't just remove emperors. What kind of people would we be? Uh, and then Dong raises, like raises his sword and says, Who dares defy me? Do you think this sword not sharp enough? Uh, and then Yuan Shao lifts his sword and goes, This one may prove as sharp. And then they stand with their swords clashed next time on My Hero Academia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, presumably, uh, Dong Zhao like, God damn it, not again. Who this time? <laughs> <laughs> is gonna tell me not to kill the emperor this time i swear to god i got you all drunk again twice now <laughs> the other thing though is like i mean okay you're you're you on Shao, and you're like you had you went to the first festival and then <laughs> dong shuo's like i want to invite you to another festival there'll be lots of drinks and you're like okay he's gonna say he wants to kill the emperor again okay <laughs> ignore, he, just, always like, goes, he always goes this. off about killing the emperor just, just ignore him <laughs> It's the solution to everything, I swear. Oh, yeah, so this book rules. Um, this is great to be back in the swing of it. Uh, gl- this podcast has been good. Glad to joke about all of it and get it all straight in my head every time. Yes. The plots are ridiculous. Everyone in this book is so ridiculous. He literally has that party twice. <laughs> oh, historical <laughs> figures are great. I love them. So we're gonna be doing three chapters again for next time. We're yeah. we're we're saddled up. Yeah. yeah, might be two some weeks. Depends on how busy things get, but we'll uh, decide mm-hmm. advance. I think we'll be good for. Th- I'm good for three. Yes, I'm good for three as well. I I don't know if I'd be able to stomach two. I I need to read more. This is great. <laughs> I yep. I would if we needed to. But, it's all know. popping off in ancient China. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, we're aiming for a weekly, um, you know, that there might be weeks that, that shit happens, you know, that's, that's a thing that happens with podcasts sometimes is people, people get sick or go out of town or whatever, but we'll, we'll aim for, we'll aim for weekly, right? We've already skipped yeah. one week before we even started. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, Cause I was uh, sick last week, but uh, yeah. I think, I think it's more likely that I would request to cut the chapters than skip a week. That's me. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are. It's possible, like, I would I would only skip a week if it turned out I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Is what I mean. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. So. Yeah. Um, I can see but, that being yeah. some, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this is, this is great. This podcast, podcast's good, book's good. If you're reading along, that's fun, but I hope that our summaries are doing a good job. Um, if you're not, because it really is just this kind of energy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anyone has notes on names that we've butchered, please let us know. Yes. Or just, you know, like, you know, 
uh, we're gonna we're gonna list off social media stuff here in a second you know plug plug zone and all that i will say at least for my sake if you're like hey here's a fun thing you should know i am happy to hear it yeah. if you want to, if you need to send someone spoilers send them to me i already know uh yep no. basically six no so. one knows i know some i know a lot because i know a lot of i know again wikipedia told me some history uh, <laughs> yeah uh, uh, uh here's I'm, here's my prediction okay. one of the three heroes probably zhuang day is going to end up emperor and then end up dead so we'll see we, it sounds I, about uh, sounds about good well, to me i don't actually he's know. not still alive to my knowledge so i think <laughs> the dead parts are pretty good you know, fair <laughs> enough all these people dead i know they all die i guess that's the ultimate spoiler is time of life <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, also dead. Um, we think. Do you want to do the plugs later? Can yeah. ran into a wall there. <laughs> no, it was a great. It was a beautiful wall. It was perfect. Um, you can find me at Headfuls Off on Twitter. Uh, stuff going on there. Um, uh, you can find me at em underscore being. You can find me and Jackson at normalmapping.com. We have just a ton of podcasts. I'm not even going to name them all. Uh, watch, listen to Gundam. Gundam's the good one. That's at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash normalmapping. That's yeah, it. Sure. Our plugs are done. <laughs> Keep them short. So I'm JBU3 on Twitter. Um, most of my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Um, I do have a visual novel slash adventure game slash story game podcast called Novel Not New, a true end podcast that's over on Abnormal Mapping 2 with uh, both uh, M and Six. And we just finished uh, recording Unavowed, so that was fun. I'm not there because I hate stories. It's true. It's true. Jackson's never read a thing in their lives. Shut up. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, and as far as me, I'm on Twitter at SixDetmar, uh, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. And then I am the same place as a gen, because that's how networks work. See, yeah. that's where the two networks. We are the two networks. I spoiled it in the first episode. I'm Damn. a bad host. Uh. <laughs> we did it. We did the podcast. I enjoyed that a lot. Do we have an outro? Yeah. No, we don't. Read on. Uh, Read on. <laughs> Read on. <laughs> Will there be another episode? Read on. Yes. Don't expect a lightning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm ending this now.